Welcome to the Hackberry House of Cho Sun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from a book called The Private Key to Heaven by Thomas Brooks, the English nonconformist preacher and writer who died in 1680. He's giving us some directions to prayer, and he's come across this one called Take Heed of Private Sins. Take Heed of Private Sins. Now he wants to tell us how we can keep clear of secret sins. Number one, God sees secret sins. First, God is privy to our most secret sins. His eye is as much upon secret sins as it is upon open sins. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. Psalm 90 verse 8. God hath an eye upon our inmost evils. He seeth all that is done in the dark. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. To say that God doth not see the most secret sins of the children of men is not only derogatory to his omniscience, but also to his mercy. For how can God pardon those sins which he doth not see to be sins? There is no cloud, no curtain, nor moment of darkness that can stand betwixt the eyes of God and the ways of men. The ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. In this scripture, Solomon mainly speaks of the ways of the adulterer, which usually are plotted with the most cunning secrecy, yet God seeth all those ways. Look, as no boldness can exempt the adulterer from the justice of God, so no secrecy can hide him from the eye of God. Though men labor to hide their ways from others and from themselves, yet it is but labor in vain to endeavor to hide them from God. Men that labor to hide God from themselves can never hide themselves from God. I have read that Paphnutius converted Thais and Ephron, two famous strumpets, that's notorious uh, prostitutes, from uncleanness only with this argument, that God seeth all things in the dark, when the doors are closed, the windows are shut, the curtains drawn. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, Hebrews 4.13, but all things are naked and open, unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. It is an allusion to the priests under the law, who, when they killed a beast, all things that were within the beast were laid open and naked before the priest, that he might see what was sound and what was corrupted. Though evil be done out of the eye of all the world, yet it is naked and manifest in his sight with whom we have to do. Those sins which lie closest and are most secretly lurking in the heart are as obvious and odious to God as those that are most fairly written upon a man's forehead. God is all I, so that he sees all the most secret turnings and windings of our hearts. Our most secret sins are as plainly seen by him as anything can be by us at noonday. If I say, said the, day, the psalmist, surely the darkness shall cover me, 
Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. It is not the thickest clouds that can bar out his observance, whose eyes fill heaven and earth. What is the curtain or the darkest night or the double lock or the secret chamber to him who clearly observes all things in a perfect nakedness? God hath an eye upon the most inward intentions of the heart and the most subtle motions of the spirit. Those philosophers were out that held the eye and ear of God descended no lower than the heavens. Certainly there is not a creature, not a thought, not a thing but lies open to the all-seeing eye of God. The Lord knows our secret sinnings as exactly as our visible sinnings. He knoweth the secrets of the heart. Would not a malefactor speak truly at the bar? Did he know, did he believe that the judge had windows that did look into his breast? Athenodorus, a heathen, could say that all men ought to be careful in the actions of their life because God was everywhere and beheld all that was done. Zeno, a wise heathen, affirmed that God beheld even the thoughts. It was an excellent saying of Ambrose. He said, If thou canst not hide thyself from the sun, which is God's minister of light, how impossible will it be to hide thyself from him whose eyes are ten thousand times brighter than the sun. Though a sinner may baffle his conscience, yet he cannot baffle the eye of God's omniscience. Oh, that poor souls would remember that as they are never out of the reach of God's hand, so they are never out from under the view of his eye. God is all eye. Jeremiah said, For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, Neither is there iniquity hid from mine eyes. And then in Job, For his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all his goings. There is no darkness, nor shadow of death, where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. For thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men, to give every one according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doings. You know that Ahasuerus, that great monarch, said concerning Haman, when coming in he, he found him cast upon the queen's bed on which she sat. What, saith he, will he force the queen before me in the house? There was the killing emphasis in the words, before me. Will he force the queen before me? What, will he dare to commit such villainy, and I stand and look on, O sirs, to sin in the sight of God? To do wickedly under the eye of God is a thing that he looks upon as the greatest affront and as the highest indignity that can possibly be done unto him. What, saith he, wilt thou be drunk before me? Wilt thou swear and blaspheme before me? Wilt thou be wanton and unclean before me? Wilt thou be unjust and unrighteous under my eye? Wilt thou profane my Sabbaths and pollute my ordinances before my face? Wilt thou despise and persecute my servants in my presence? This then is the killing aggravation of all sin, that it is done before the face of God, that it is committed in the royal presence of the King of Kings, whereas the very consideration of God's omnipresence should bravely arm us against sin and Satan. 
The consideration of his all-seeing eye should make us shun all occasions of sin and make us shy of all appearances of sin. Shall the eye of the master keep the scholar from blotting his copy? Shall the eye of the judge keep the malefactor from picking and stealing? Shall the eye of the master keep the servant from idling and trifling? Shall the eye of the father keep the child from wandering and gadding? Shall the eye of the husband keep the wife from extravagancies and indecencies? Shall the sharp eye of wise Cato, or the quick eye of a near neighbor, or the severe eye of a bosom friend keep thee from many enormities and vanities? Then shall not the strict, pure, jealous eye of an all-seeing God keep thee from sinning in the secret chamber when all curtains are drawn, doors bolted, and everyone in the house abed or abroad, but, but thee and thy Delilah? Oh, what dreadful atheism is bound up in that man's heart who is more afraid of the eye of his father, his pastor, his child, his servant, than he is of the eye, the presence of the eternal God. Oh, that all whom this concerns would take such serious notice of it as to judge themselves severely for it, as to mourn bitterly over it, as to strive mightily in prayer with God both for the pardon of it and for power against it. The Apostle sadly complains of some in his time who wallowed in secret sins. Ephesians 5.12 For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. He speaks of such as lived in secret fornications and uncleanness. There were many that had put on a form of godliness who yet did allow themselves in the secret actings of abominable wickedness and filthiness as if there were no God to behold them, nor conscience to accuse them, nor judgment day to arraign them, nor justice to condemn them, nor hell to torment them. Oh, how infinitely odious must they be in the eyes of a holy God who can highly court and compliment him in public and yet are so bold as to provoke him to his face in private. These are like those whores who pretend a great deal of affection and respect to their husbands abroad, and yet at home will play the harlots before their husbands' eyes. Such as perform religious duties only to cloak and color over their secret filthiness, their secret wickedness. Such as pretend to pay their vows and yet wait for the twilight. Such as commit wickedness in a corner and yet with the harlot wipe their mouths and say, What have we done? Such shall at last find the chambers, the stones out of the wall, the beam out of the timber, the seats they sit on and the beds they lie on to witness against all their wanton dalliances and lascivious carriages in secret. Whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. He will sentence them himself. And why but because such sinners carry it so closely and craftily that oftentimes none but God can find them out. Magistrates often neglect the punishing of such sinners when their secret wickedness is made known. And therefore God himself will sit in judgment upon them. Though they may escape the eyes of men, yet they shall never escape the judgment of God. 
heart iniquities fall not under any human sentence. Usually whoremongers and adulterers are marvelous close and secret and subtle to conceal their abominable filthiness. Therefore the harlot is said to be subtle of heart. The Hebrew by Rabbi Solomon is translated, and having her heart fenced. For, saith he, as a city is environed with fortifications, so her heart is fortified round about with subtlety. Or else it may be rendered fast shut up in the heart, even as close as a besieged city, that is, most secret in the subtlety of her heart, and how open soever she be in the boldness of her outward carriage. And so the prophet Agur reckoneth the way of a man with a maid and the way of an adulterous woman among those things which neither himself nor any other man was possibly able to discover and find out, and compares it to the way of three things which no wit nor industry of man is able to describe. But yet God seeth all, and will bring them to the bar for all. Proverbs 30, verses 19 and 20. Next time, secret sins shall be revealed. Not only does he know them, many others will know them too. Well, thank you so much for listening. I again ask you to look around the site at the hundreds of audios that we have featuring some of the church's great preachers, persecution stories from North Korea and other lands, Bible studies on a number of subjects and a blog. Then there's the books at Amazon.com or the Zoom meetings, which you can contact me about at bob.j.faulkner.72 at gmail.com. And don't forget our new radio station. Go to hackberryhouseofchosun.com and at the top of the page you'll see a player that will take you right to the station. And There'll even be a schedule there that you can look at to see what's coming during the day. I do hope that you will join that. Just go take a look, will you, just for my sake? <laughs> go take a look and take a listen. And if you see something there that, that needs some help, let me know about that. Or if you know someone that this would help, that the station itself would help, would you tell them about it? Okay? Good enough. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. And this audio is being released on the 14th of June, 2023. Lord willing, we will talk again real soon. Bye-bye.